dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source, and we are very, very excited to get into round 19 of the AFL season. Source, we're sitting here as the best punting AFL podcast in the land. Wow, big call, but uh, not untrue, Pez. We had a, another winning week, and uh, a couple of the predictions that we made about some of the teams coming out last week definitely performed. Some of the other teams, though, that, that we'll mention shortly uh, definitely didn't uh, perform pairs and quite honestly have probably cost their, their season and their finals hopes in 2022. They can put it to bed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a strange uh, last month of footy because top four's been up for grabs for a lot of sides and top eight's been up for grabs and sides just seem to not want to get there. Not, not that they not, don't want to, but they just fail at the, at the last second in winnable games for a lot of the clubs and... Uh, they just don't win and don't consolidate those spots. So, what what teams are you thinking about here? I mean, like yeah, you're right. A lot of we have this every year where certain teams sort of squander opportunities and you know don't uh, put to bed games and teams that they should. And you know, in the teams that come straight off the off the bat for me, you know, you've got Richmond. Uh, they've gone two out of the last three, um, two out of the last five, sorry, and well, actually it is two of the last three, but two of the last five uh, they've won and they've lost um, a game after the Sirens to the Gold Coast Suns, which up by 40 points. Boom, that should be a chalk win. That should put them at 40 points, um, you know, a game clear of the Bulldogs. And then they lost last week uh, as well to North Melbourne. That should put them at 44 and that, that puts them at top six, pairs and, and sort of, you know, pushing top four. Yeah, with a percentage at the moment of 115, if they get those two wins, they're still around the same percentage if it's a low win, but they're on 44. They'd be above Carlton, who a lot of people are raving and ranting about, and they'd be equal with Sydney, one game behind Collingwood, one game behind Fremantle, one game behind Brisbane, which would be third. Yep. And now they find themselves three games out of the top four, and it could cost them a shot at another premiership. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you look at some of the other teams, I think Gold Coast definitely has um, probably shot their, their um, season in the foot pairs with that, that uh, disappointing performance to uh, to Essendon. They had a really, really disappointing po- uh, you know, a game that they should have won against Port Adelaide and a game that they should have won against uh, Collingwood as well. So, you know, you look at the same sort of thing, these games that are under 10 points that these teams are losing. I mean, Gold Coast and Essendon went under 10 points, but they're games that they should put them there and, you know, Gold Coast are going to cost them their, their first finals appearance in the franchise history. Yeah, well, yeah, well, let's speak about Gold Coast for a second. And usually Gold Coast, the story is, oh, they'll play well in the first six rounds. They'll they'll pick up, you know, two, three, four wins maybe. Uh, and then they'll be disastrous for the rest of the season. This season, they were kind of, they weren't as great in the first six rounds as they usually are. They, they struggled a little bit to find form. There was personnel issues and things like that. When they got it going, they, they won a few really good games and they had some good wins. Some of the greatest wins in the club's history. The, great, and then, the greatest win in the club history. And then Essendon on a little bit of a roll, you know, a little bit of a tear, w- winning a few games. And then uh, they come down away from home, an opportunity to really put themselves, put their hand up to say, hey, we're here at the end of the season and yep. we're actually going to fight for a spot in the eight. And they've cost themselves by just not showing up, losing by eight plus goals to an Essendon team who, you know, ha- haven't been uh, Im- impressive at the start of the season and are just starting to hit their 
hit their tails now, but well, it's, it's realistically, a bit weird. Pez, the Gold Coast list is better. Is better than that the Essendon list, and they've they've really really squashed the opportunity. If they won that game against Essendon, uh, they're sitting at thirty six points, equal in the eight pairs. And look at their run home. They they've got uh, Brisbane, so probably a loss. West Coast, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and Geelong. So there's three wins that that would put them three more wins. They'd probably get in the eight. Exactly uh, right. But they they're, they're going to finish probably bang on ninth, and they're going to finish probably percentage out of the eight, which again it's disappointing because you're right when the team has got it together and they are well I don't know if they are as young as everyone says they are but when they do get it together they're consistent they, they, they put on the they perform they're a good side to watch but my, my question is Pez with with um, Gold Coast took Miller took Miller he's not going to be your best player in a premiership is he ever well he's not no so so like that's that's what's the ceiling for them then like, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, for, for what they're building, it's it's great and all that, but they, they need to be having better talent at the top. So their, their middle of the range, range talent is really good, but Took Miller's not going to be a premiership captain. So no, he's what, not. what are you saying with Took Miller? Like I, think they, I, I think they need to move him on and get some more pieces in there. I think King is going to be your, your starter this year. Um, but I well, think Not he, this year, next year. Yeah. Next year, sorry. But I think that if they moved Took Miller on, a little bit controversial because they're obviously trying to keep players yep, there. Yep, yep. They can get some nice pieces back. They don't need him to get 30 or 40 touches because he's not making that same impact uh, as some of the other superstars in the league. Look, I, I see what you're saying, but you've got to be really careful with moving on superstars for, for things back and, and pieces back. It's it's not like a, a sport like the NBA where you can move pieces around willy-nilly and then you can, you know, you can make it back up. Uh, North Melbourne. Their list management over the last five years has been really poor and yep. it, it's got them down in the dumps. So Gold Coast, they don't want to start doing that. Took Miller, one of the good guys, has actually come out. He committed to the Gold Coast. He, yeah. he showed them in the, in the time of need and he said he was the first player to put up his hand and go, yep, I'm, I'm good, I'm here for the long run, I'm ready to go. So I don't think uh, personally that that's an option. Uh, that Definitely I can see where people would say that and where they could, you know, pick up some more draft picks and, and pick up some people that are going to be in the next premiership. But it's important for Gold Coast as a club. They've got to make the finals. And and I know every team should be vowing for a premiership, but Gold Coast aren't in that boat. They need to make the finals first. They've never done it in their in their history. Um, 10 plus years, 11, 12 years, I think they've been in the competition. So uh, that's what they need to do first. And if Took Miller can help them do that, uh, either this season or next season, uh, it, it's a good one for me. Speaking of uh, teams that are, you know, premiership aspirations at the start of season and uh, have cost their season, Pez, your Saints. And we're not only talking about the disappointing first quarter against the, the Doggies on uh, no. Friday night, the 2-32 the to 32 absolute dismal display. And uh, they've cost themselves in um, the consistency. They've cost themselves in, in a couple of really poor performances against teams that should be penciled in at the start of the year as wins. Uh, and, yeah, you know, like you, know, you look at the, the Essendon loss a couple of weeks ago, you know, Essendon have been flying since then we say maybe but that should be a pencil penciled in win should have been uh you had uh, your disappointing performance against carlton uh like not so much a no sorry not disappointing well, no, they beat, they beat, they beat carlton. carlton well who was the other disappointing uh, well sydney you sydney. wouldn't expect to win that away from home but you didn't compete yeah yep. so they, they've gone there and they've shown the fans that we're not going to put the effort in or we're not going to compete or there's personnel there that are too comfortable and something to do with the culture i've, I've heard brett ratton come out this week as the coach and say your people's spots aren't safe. You, mm -hmm. If you get dropped from the team now, you're going to have to work really hard to get back in. And he's saying some people are on their final chance. Now, you know me and I speak to you about footy a lot off the podcast source. And I've said to you this season that there's some players there and I've named, <laughs> named names. How, are they, how do they keep 
getting chances? How are they not dropped already and having to work hard to get back in? So the culture that that builds when those players aren't dropped and, and come back in, it, it's not good. You, you look at Dan Butler as a small forward, hasn't performed this year. No, he, he hasn't. hasn't performed in the second half of last year. There's been so many games where he hasn't, and he's just an automatic pick every week. Bang, bang, bang. Get him out, make him work hard to get back in, and show everyone in the whole club, just because of your name, you're not going to get uh, picked in this 22. I'm glad that you brought up that of his because there's a bloke in your reserves that uh, is averaging 30, 30 touches. He's been being back a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of weeks now. He hasn't had a great run at St Kilda mainly because of injuries. Dan Henry, like, is he something that they need to to get in there to inject some life into that midfield? Not so much life, but he still gets you thirty or forty touches, thirty or forty touches, 20, 20 to thirty touches. Moves that ball. You have been damaging when you put it all together through that midfield and through that midfield. You saw it against the Dogs. You could see what they were trying to do that inbound kick and that high risk, high reward. They need someone to look after the ball in there. Is he the answer to come into that side and sort of mix things up a little bit? Well, something's got to be mixed up, and something is mixed up this week with uh, Zach Jones, another one who they've they've given him. I think they, too many weeks. They've given him, yeah. Because his disposal's not great. Yes, he wins the ball sometimes and can get a centre clearance, kick it out. But then our forward line's not functioning there either. So uh, it's just not working. Zach Jones dropping is, is good. Does, does it send a message now? No, because it's it's way too late. But too late. it'll be good to get, gone. get someone like that out of the midfield for a minute. Get someone in there that can, you know, really dispose of the footy. Look after the footy. You've got to win the footy. You've got to be able to kick the footy, dispose of the footy, look after the footy. You've got to be efficient because if you're not, you're going to get scored off turnovers. And the Bulldogs showed the league that in that first quarter, scoring nearly every goal <laughs> off a St Kilda direct turnover. Yeah, um, and we've spoken a lot about the negatives to the teams here, Pez, and the teams that are not performing well. What about the teams that are performing? Yeah, say uh, Collingwood, uh, under the radar, Pez, have run the last eight games, Pez. The last eight games, and we talked about games that you know teams are losing that they shouldn't have. Uh, they've won, I think it was 50% of their games uh, are under 10 points. Yeah, uh, like a four-point wins to, to, you know, even some bottom sides. Like, you know, they got lucky against the Crows on the weekend. They got lucky against the Swa- the, um, the the Suns. They're just, pipping, they're just pipping. They got lucky against North in that last quarter. They're just sort of slowly going under the radar. Is it something that uh, is the sign of a good side? You know, obviously you've got to win those close games. Or is it, uh, you know, a slow, um, slow burn when it comes to finals they're going to get uh, exposed? Look, you do have to win that game, but I, I'm in the boat that they're, they're going to have to be exposed. When you, when you get that cemented top eight at the end, yeah, they'll, they'll be there. But I'll be really sh- surprised and shocked if they're able to go uh, anywhere past the second week, uh, even the first week in the finals, because uh, to win uh, those am- that amount of games under that amount of points, they were losing a lot of it last week and finished bottom four, and that's what people thought would happen this year. Now that they're winning every single one and every escaping and escaping and escaping, uh, they don't deserve to be where they are. Uh, kudos to them. They've, they've won those games. But next season, their list is going to be very similar source. They win, you know, half of the games that they, they won this year. They're, gonna they're be not harder. actually there. So uh, I don't like the position that the Pies sit. Speaking of positions, uh, good positions to be in, Pez. Uh, we spoke last week and we wrote off uh, we wrote off Fremantle last week. Uh, well, I wrote off Fremantle last week. I think you said that they could still win it, uh, and we no, both wrote I off. Did we not say that they could win it. No, we we maybe I said it. 
they could win it. Uh, and you said no. We both had the Swans out of it. Huge upset on the weekend. Sydney Swans are the typical uh, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde outfit that they are so fun to watch and they're exciting. And when that forward line is, you know, not so buddy-centric, I think, anyway, they're really great to watch. Uh, you know, when Chad Warner's on the – he absolutely ripped it up on the weekend. He's going to be he, – he's great to watch. He's just a test uh, crash test dummy. He's an as well. Just a he? crash test dummy, mate. He just runs in there, hits blokes, and he just likes the, the physical contact. You like to see that. Uh, but uh, – where, where do these two teams sit? Fremantle and Sydney, you know, they're both teams that would see the premiership window open and especially in this year where, you know, uh, we thought it was all Melbourne's to lose and they're not performing. Brisbane's not performing. Geelong sort of is, is just up there, which no one thought. It's a very open season. Uh, can these guys, you know, uh, what, what's going on with these two teams? Uh, I don't think, Fremantle, even if Fremantle finish in the top four, I don't think that they're going to be able to get into a position. Home final though, Pez, if they finish top four. Yeah, home final in the second week, but then they've got to travel for that, that third week and yeah, they're true. probably going to travel to Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, Geelong, uh, teams like that, maybe even up to Brisbane. And I think they'll find it really hard to win in a prelim there. Sydney, for them to have a chance, they're going to have to finish top four, Source, and uh, it's looking like they are only one game out, but they've cost themselves. We, we speak about it all the they're time. The same. They've shot themselves in the foot time after time this season and uh, it's just really disappointing when... Uh, you actually tip them to, to finish top four and you say, yep, I think Sydney are going to be really good. And then they drop the games that they shouldn't and then they win the games that, you know, everyone writes them off and they're, they're really big underdogs. So Sydney, they've got the talent there, you know. Players, are, they've got game winners, which is what you want at your club. Game winners and... I mean, it. you look at their last their last month. Sydney they lost they lost to Essendon. That puts them at forty eight points. Sitting equal third, uh, and you know, two weeks prior to that, they lose to Port Adelaide. Now, Port Adelaide at home is a different story. But for a team that, that everyone expects and that, their list is good enough to be top four, Gold Coast at home, exactly right, Pez. Like that's three wins. Uh, that they're realistically, you know, a Sydney side that if you are an interstate side, a great route to the actual AFL Grand Final on a premiership. finished top two. It's finished top two. Finished top four so you can get some of those home finals and limit the travel. And they've shot himself in the foot, Pez. Big test for Fremantle this week. Blockbuster Friday night. Nat Fife playing his uh, first game on Friday night since his, uh, his last Brownlow year. Wow. Huge stat. Yeah, there you go. Just a random stat. Ha- hashtag useless stats. <laughs> oh, it just shows you that Fremantle are not, that have not been performing since that Brownlow year and that they're not getting those marquee games. And with the brand of footy that they're playing this year, it's good that they're being rewarded on that Friday night with a big blockbuster against uh, the Tigers. Good that they get that and, and go from there. But we've got the race for the top four, the race for the eight. It's still alive in round 18, which is, which is fantastic. And teams don't usually come out of the eight this deep into the season, but it can definitely happen source where if you're in the eight now, uh, some of those teams aren't, aren't too safe. So you need to win the games that you're meant to win. And then you might need to pencil in uh, a couple of others as well. Now, just before we get into the main crux of the show source, uh, a thing that wasn't on the agenda, uh, just without notice, I'm sure you've thought about it this week though. The AFL have once again come out and altered the interpretation of the, the head high. No, that, that wouldn't happen. The AFL has an integrity and they have a dedication to the rules, Pez. They never change hey, anything don't in season. Just, you try your humour here, Source. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that the AFL uh, pieces of shit in some cases and this is, this is the same thing. But Jack Ginevan has been milking high free kicks and then umpires have been interpreting him a little bit differently in the last few weeks, Source, and not uh, giving into his antics and dropping at the knees and things like that. Uh, as a Geelong fan, you know, Joel Selwood's been mm-hmm. uh, manipulating that rule for his career for nearly nearly 15 years. Uh, they didn't change the rule back then or the interpretation. What do you think 
of the AFL coming out this week, trying to change the interpretation for one player who is 18, 19 years old? Uh, I hate it, Pez, uh, because you are right. I think the rule has been manipulated, um, you know, and probably most um, obviously through Joel Selwood um, in his attempt to uh, lift the other defender's uh, shoulder above. But we also see other players, you know, like uh, Pendlebury used to, used to do it a little bit in his career. Look, Shuey's done it. Uh, Shuey does it all the time I, still. I, I had a great... I, had a, <laughs> I have to tell you this. I had a great um, chat with a Bulldog supporter over a beer this afternoon. And he goes to me, yep, you got Shuey, you got Selwood, named all those players. And then he goes, Lockie Hunter. And I said, what? Lockie Hunter? I've never seen him do that. He goes, yeah, yeah, he, tr- he tries to do it and he fails miserably and gets caught <laughs> holding the ball every single time. But, but it's, you know, those bigger body midfielders, um, well, not bigger body midfielders, it's those players that play a lot bigger than they actually are. Um, you know, but the difference is, Pez, for, for those players that we mentioned, you know, we know that they do it, but when they do it, it's not even that big of a moan and groan when they do it because they don't carry on about it. So when they don't get that free kick, it's just football as normal, Pez, because they're not expecting to get the free kick. It's a tactic they're using. This Ginevan business, you know, the way he throws his head back, and it, it actually is really hard to watch because it's, you see it with Cody Waitman, you see it with him, and it, it's something that looks like it's coming through the juniors of just any time a smaller player gets the ball, bang, drop into the knees or throwing the head back. I don't love the AFL actually making a rule specific for that or, you know, saying that we've got more leniency and we're interpreting the rule different for different situations. But we know the AFL do that anyway, Pez. Yeah, and it's what happens. And it's, it's bad because the umpires are now going to stuff up even more because there's more scope for error. And that's what we don't want to see. I don't want to see the, the free kicks when you play for them, obviously. But if the guy's dropped, yeah, he's picked up the ball, he's first to the footy, and he's, he's dropped his you know, center of gravity down, isn't it up to the tackler to to realize that and not just hit him in the head? Yeah, I think you are right. Like we differentiate the way that we, um, you know, we, we uh, body up through marking contests, for example, playing to the, those players' strengths. We analyze that. We know that whether a right-hander or, you know, a left-hander or they, they have, have a chosen side and the defender adjusts. It should be the same situation. You know, the, the, the defenders should be aware of this and going, right, when that blonde head uh, flashes past, I've got to get down low. I know that if I come from behind, he's going to drop his leg straight away. So I've got to roll. You know, and like there's an art to tackling and it's something that they can take into consideration. But I think I, li- I like the way that it's not um, adjusting the rule pairs, but just the way that they're, they're, the way they're officiating is that if you're throwing your head back and you're playing for a free kick, then that's your prior because you had an opportunity to actually do something different and you chose to take a 50-50 risk and play for the free kick, boom, holding the ball. I think, I think that's just a better way to do it is that, you know, you did have prior opportunity and you chose to, to play for a free kick instead of playing the footy, Boom, holding the ball or your incorrect disposal or whatever rule they're not blowing, um, that should be paid. Yeah, beautiful, great discussion. Makes it easy. Makes it easy. And let's what, what, do you, what, are your, what are your thoughts about it? Like, I, I, I mean, I'd, oh, I think we sit on the same sort of page. I think it's got to be coached uh, at, at the AFL level. And you can say, all right, this is what Jack Ginevan does. This is what Cody Waitman does. When you get in the vicinity of that player and you're there and you need to tackle them, corral them. Do something different. Go lower, go from behind, whatever it might be. Uh, but you've got to teach the tackler how to do something different. Yeah. It's tough because we don't want to see that aspect of the game. And it's a, it's a shame that we're talking again about irrelevant parts of the game. You're right, a 19-year-old player and who, who's done really well this having season. A great, having a great season. And it's not oh, – I don't understand the hate for Ginevan. He, he's a character. Because oh, he's a larrican, mate. He's a character, he's a larrican, yes. But his performance – 
based off of, yes, he's kicked some goals from free kicks, but his performance has been fantastic as a mid Small forward. Mm. I mean, he's, he's the whole, you know, it's, it's like Nathan Brown where Nathan Brown said he was the best player in the AFL for the first eight weeks of a season. You know, showing the ball to, to players running into goal, chirping to the to the, um, to the the sidelines. We love to see characters in the game like that. It's a shame that he is known for his, um, you know, for, for faking for the freeze and trying to get the free and manipulating the, the thing. But at the same time, Pez, you'd have him in your team because he's performing, he's, get, he's getting some, getting the footy, he's getting goals, and he does whatever he can to help your team assist in a, in a victory. So and Collingwood I, fans must love him. I imagine you go to any footy day at any primary school in Victoria, if your kid's wearing a footy jumper, you ask him who their favourite player is, it's probably going to be Ginevan. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he, he's, he's, you know, he's got the flair pairs. You know, look at Bailey Smith when he came through with the long hair, you know, chirping to the crowd. He's a good footballer. He's got the body on him. Like, you, you love to see that sort of stuff. It's good that, you know, if the worst that we can see in an AFL role model is the fact he fakes for a free kick, that, that's, that's okay in my book. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I don't think it's his fault. No. I actually think it's the AFL's fault. So, yeah, you go from there. Let's uh, move on. We're going to have to uh, review what we did last week. Oh, it's going to be close in the in the rugby here, Piers. We've got the rugby going on in the background. Thursday night footy is not here in the AFL, but the NRL are doing it right, Piers. Can, can I just mention, the last four days have been pretty rough for me. And yeah, uh, I, I, I've had to talk to my family. I've had to talk to my <laughs> girlfriend. It's just horrible. It's actually don't mean I say that. <laughs> you better not say that, <laughs> especially if they listen to it. I'm not going to say that because uh, yeah, I love you know spending time with my family, you know, playing with my daughter and things. But yeah. uh, you your partner, they might just straight to no, your daughter. <laughs> no sport. Yeah, nothing. No sport. There's been the MLB. Oh, actually, England were playing a test match. Oh yeah, uh, cricket. You know, in the 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. Very hard to follow along. and Not if you follow the right on. people on Twitter, Pez. No, you, you get off it there. Uh, but it, it's been tough. There's been I had to bet on the ML, MLB All-Star game. You bet uh, on the MLB All-Star? You did not. <laughs> I did. What did you bet on? I can't remember if it was the Nationals or the American League, but I won. They'd won the last nine in a row, so I thought, all right, I'll chuck a unit on there and Pez. good to go. Is, do, you, do you need the, the, the um, hotline for gambling uh, help? People have... Have said have mentioned that before, and uh, you? if if I if I was to call gamblers help, what do I what do I say to them? Hey, gambling's helped me buy my house. It's helped me buy. I thought you were going to be like screen TV. You're going to be like it's not, it's not a problem if I'm good at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Is, is the problem that I'm taking too much money that I'm putting you know the betting agencies out of out of business that I'm getting banned left, right, and center from promotions well, from speaking, all these speaking of banned pairs that's uh, getting close with Moneyball I think getting close is it well, well before we get into that and get into the specials let's have a look at round 18 and how we did source uh, it, it would seem like we won you know millions of different units or one big as, one big as pairs. some would say uh, let's have a look we've got uh, Friday night we had St Kilda versus Bulldogs we were head to head ouch and yes, I made ouch. I made the error of a little bit of a little bit of a heart. It was a bit of a heart. Yeah, a little bit. Shame your team's no good. Oh, you know, you, you wouldn't be mistaken for thinking plus seven and a half, plus eight and a half, plus nine and a half was a, was a good price there for St Kilda, but it, it didn't end up being because it didn't win. So two units lost there. And then also a unit in the multi from Tab, because I had St Kilda in it, but I also had Fremantle in it later. I, I did say I didn't didn't love it. Yeah, we've but all I had made, to put all it made that mistake, haven't we? No, um, 
no bonus from it either because I actually got two legs wrong in that. <laughs> which which is rare. Which is rare for us pairs not to have a bonus from that multi. Yes. Normally, are one 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 kick away, and we're not we're not you know, crying over uh, missed bets. But it, it's just un- it's unlike our strike rate. We normally we go about uh, what sixty six percent. Yeah, and it's unlike me to start the uh, start the round on the Friday night down three units. Yeah, wow. Yeah, three units. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I had a bonus bet pairs, so I didn't put any money down at all. But I did return nice fifty dollars. So two two units uh, returned on the Bulldogs. Uh, uh, it was pretty money in the bag, I think, that one, Piers. I think you, you definitely had a, a heart bet in that one. Yeah, lo- love to see it. Uh, then The next game, we d- we didn't go on Adelaide and Collingwood. Uh, had so it in my multi, Piers, and I spoke about it last week, how I wasn't going to put that, a bet on that game as a result because I have it in my multi not to lose twice. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. It is interesting. Uh, looking at the bet slip. But <laughs> the next game was the Brisbane Giants oh, Free game. money. Free money. It was, and I'm kicking myself because I put the I put the bonus on and I loved Brisbane... 40 plus, but the line, 10 and a half. I, I, I was going to, I was saying to myself, I can put two bets down. I know it's a, a against our rules or no, whatever, it's but when those it's rules free, went out years ago, when it's free money, uh, I, I should have done it and I didn't do it. Uh, but I had a little same game multi. I had Charlie Cameron to kick two plus goals, I had Brisbane 40 plus, And because of that, I did the over at 174. Make, it makes, sense, makes sense. And it, it didn't come up, but, um, didn't come up for me, so I was very disappointed. No, but it came up for one of our punters, Piers. We got uh, you got called out, or actually, he congratulated you. A little bit of a backhanded, backhanded thank you there. Yeah, a little bit of a, bit of a thank dick. you, but he he cheeky cheekied me. He said he cheeky cheeky. And yeah. uh, shout out to Mug Punter because he got a fifteen dollars seventy nine git, yeah. and that's just beautiful. You got one unit on that plus fifteen units. Uh, you you got to you got to be loving that Brisbane forty plus, which ended up he did say a little bit dicey towards the end source. It was uh, it was close. Where a couple of things, but the under was pretty safe when it was 7-7 with about five minutes to go in the first quarter. But Cameron kicked his two, and uh, I'm glad someone won off the bookies because I don't care who it is that wins off the bookies, as long as someone does. And Mug Punner, if you took some of that advice and you made it your own and you, you're a smarter man than me. Yeah, definitely the smarter man than you, Pez. Uh, I had uh, Brisbane just minus 10.5, free money, as I said. I should have gone more units, but I'll take uh, you know three games in, Pez, and uh, uh, what's that, four units up? Yeah, you got to love it. I didn't have a bet in the, in the North Richmond game source, and you were, I'm not going to say close, because you weren't really close in the end. Oh, I was close. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was real close. What did I say yeah. uh, before the game? Yeah, Jack Siebel playing the forward line. Uh, what happened? <laughs> well, I just, yeah, he did play in the forward. He had seven touches at halftime, finished with nine. It wasn't it was good? Oh, yeah. yeah it was all right. Uh, but I had the uh, the over 158 and a half, and all that got up. And the uh, the North Melbourne plus 60 and a half pairs. Uh, well, if they won, that Yeah, they that won, so that well. got up as well. And uh, you're right, I had the wrong... The wrong leg in it, Pez, but I've gone a lot safer this week. But I escaped with a bonus bet, so I've, I've put that down. Oh, very good. And uh, I didn't put a bet on this game either. Carlton versus Geelong Source. Yeah, I love this one, Pez. Geelong to win between 1 and 99 uh, with the Bet Nation. Five bucker, my cheeky little 10 bucks do, on that. Do they have love an app it. yet? Yeah, they do. They got a, t- got a message today saying, join our app. So some great specials. So Was this, I think it was the trend better, yeah? And if punters are listening to our show, they'll know the trend better on um, Twitter. Was he the one that tweeted out and said, the one person you wouldn't get to is uh, fair, fair, yeah. listen to for gambling is Brendan Favola. And hey, he's well, he's, he's got a couple of uh, d- d- they've got a couple of specials this week with a little bit dicey pairs. We'll talk about fives fiver in a minute. Okay, worth well, three bucks, not five bucks, but that's still called for fives fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you put five bucks on it or something. Uh, the next game was the Fremantle Sydney game, and uh, I was I was sitting in strife with no wins uh, yet, and uh, I'd 
Freeman or Sydney. I wasn't too sure about the results, so I put either team 1 to 24 was my main leg here source, and that was uh, fairly safe for the majority of the game, under 188, knowing these two sides and the SBS stadium. So two units on that to return that and get a green tick. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, steered clear for this one, Pez. Steered cleared for the Hawthorne West Coast as well with, uh, with good reason too. So the next two games I had nothing in. Yeah, same for me, Hawthorne West Coast. We moved to Melbourne and Port Adelaide now. Oh. I was pretty confident in the 1-39. to 39. Port Adelaide, you know, kicked away a little bit, but you don't mind that when you've got the 1-39 to source no, uh, when they kick away good. a little bit because, you know, Melbourne can come back. It was an interesting game up in uh, the Northern Territory up there. Look, it looked... Look, it was hard to watch with the, the way that the, the stand was and the sun and the shadows. It was really tough to watch. Yeah, a little bit uh, a little bit strange. But uh, Cosy Pickett, though, oh, geez, did he not he enjoy it? Kicked six goals, and then they say after the game, hey, when's the last time you kicked six goals? And that usually people would say, oh, I kicked 15 in you know under 16s or whatever. It was the first ever time. Oh, so six goals is quite a big team. Up to do it in Northern Territory. Well done. Uh, in, front of, in front of a nice home crowd. Apparently he went up early in the week and, you know, he spent the week in the, the community and he was just, you know, it's like playing a grand final, he mentioned. It's like playing in front of your home community, playing, you know, against your, your you know, real fans and he absolutely lit it up. You'll love it when that means that means the world to them. And uh, Melbourne and Port Adelaide, they're going to make that a thing up there, I reckon. Yeah. Well, they already have, but they're going to continue to do it and continue to grow the game up there until there's a Northern Territory team uh, in the future. Yeah, well, as the Tassie team, Pez, we'll have like 30 teams in the league soon, be the close to the NBA. Uh, but I was I was happy with that late surge, Pez, because I had uh, Port Adelaide plus 27.5 and the over 141.5. Uh, Both of those were looking a little bit dicey going into the last quarter and then, yeah, uh, end up getting a, the little bonus bet there, Pez. So one unit return, which was, was love and life. So only lost the one bet up until then. Oh, there you go. Uh, the next game, Essendon versus Gold Coast. We spoke about this. Uh, it was a coin flip on the odds. And I actually uh, tipped different on oh, some of my different comps. Oh, oh. But one of the first times I you did a source. That, yeah, because I wasn't sure who was going to win. And Essendon ended up winning. And I tipped uh, Gold Coast in all the wrong comps, didn't I? But um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from there and keep going. But what happened to you? Yeah, well, I uh, said to you last week on the pod, and listeners will, will look at the bets. Be a little bit confused, please, because it's got a bet there as the, the Gold Coast Suns, uh, two units on them. And I said that I'm not making the same mistake I make every week and putting a bet on that and then having in my unit and go down, you know, four units as opposed to the, the two units. Because you had Gold Coast in the bonus? I had Gold Coast in the bonus. And, um, uh, yeah, when I screenshot my bets, uh, I had uh, Gold Coast down in the personal and I've sent it across to you, just whatever. You sent a message to me saying this all good and I didn't even look at it because I trust the media manager, Pez. I trust them. won't trust them anymore. But, uh, yeah, accidentally. And then later on I looked at the thing and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you can't really go on Twitter No, I can't say, go hey, on there um, and be like, hey, guys, just... Uh, no, I'm not going to take I'm just going to take that back. Bet. Because it's obvious that you already put it down. Yeah, but uh, your, your response was funny to me. It's like, you didn't give a fuck at all. You're just like, uh, well, if you can find a way to take it off Twitter without anyone noticing, go for it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> just go in there and Photoshop the already existing So spewing. So, Pez, the, one of the, the rare losses for Source was a was a, a double error, realistically, because I shouldn't have made it. A double error, and you've you've made it in the end, and you've owned it. I'm owning it, yeah. And Nothing you, I can do. you put it on there, you're, you're not going to go spewing, I'm spewing, but... What you can do, this is what AFL gambling Twitter usually do. You can go in there, delete the, delete the tweet. I don't believe in that. No, accountability, <laughs> accountability. Now we'll go from there. All right, excellent. And uh, what does that sum up the round as? Uh, that sums up quite a nice little round pairs, both in the positive. Uh, you know, we both in the positive pairs. 
Yeah, love a life. I had uh, five point four units uh, down for the for the round. Returned eight point nine four. Should have been a little bit more, but as I said, made that little bit of an error. Profit loss for me is three point five four units, which means one hundred twenty eight units for the year. Uh, I've staked and returned one hundred sixty one. A, a total profit loss pairs of twenty three point three units. So, loving life above that twenty unit mark. Got to love it. I staked seven units in round eighteen. Returned nine. Point two four, quite good, quite uh, good for you know not having a, a tick until uh, the Saturday. Yeah, I, I struggled Saturday, a little Saturday bit night. And not taking advantage of the the Brisbane line, which was free money, but uh, two point two four units in the positive. I've staked one hundred and seventy units in the AFL season in twenty twenty two. Returned two hundred forty five point three seven units source for a huge seventy five point three seven unit profit. So. Uh, multiply those units by whatever you bet on, and that's what you would have been up if you followed every single bet. Yeah, and if you're following on with those bets, here are the ones to follow on this week if you want to continue being in the green. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate, and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi, do you want? Do you want some as well? And I, I said, Oh, yes! 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 Straight into business, Pez. Let's get into the specials for round 19. Cyril takes a special and goes bang! And how easy is it to be uh, a betting con- uh, betting podcast? And you're up that many units. How easy is it to be confident and go, oh, yeah, just follow along this week and we'll be super fine. Easy, Pez, super easy, Super easy. But, but Pez, we've been up since the since day dot this season. We've had a you know, touch. We've had a great season where we've, we've uh, read read the mark perfectly on, on a lot of games. Yeah, it, it's been it's been really good. And uh, we don't – I don't condone anyone to, you know, blindly follow along. No, no, of put your not. own Put your own uh, little bit of a spin on it like the mug and uh, be <laughs> – be a bit smarter than us yeah, and be, be, be better, Pez. Be and, better than and, us. And go from there. Uh, round 19 betting specials. Now, not much is changing in, in the betting specials market. And it's kind of getting a little bit disappointing when uh, the, the person who, who does it, our media manager, looks at it. He tells me, I go into sports bet, it's the same thing. Go into Ladbrokes, same thing. Go into Ned's, the same thing. Bet365, same thing. Tab, it's the same thing. And then Moneyball. Um, couldn't see Moneyball specials. No, source, no. But I, I saw that there was NRL specials up up till tonight, but it doesn't look like they've got any AFL uh, specials out at the moment. I did get an alternate account and had a look, a little bit excited to you know put a couple of bets on and try and make yeah, some money like on. the source does, but uh, nothing there. So maybe it'll come out more over the weekend, but they've just got the same game multi-offer, minimum odds $3. And Bluebet, normal things for Bluebet, 12 plus for the rest of the year at halftime source. So head-to-head, uh, we know you love that one. The multi-bonus, the footy multi-bonus. And they've got uh, something called Bluey's Goal Scorer Bonanza. I don't mind it, Pez. Any five of the seven players below to kick a goal. So I'll go through the players. They've got the little jumpers there. You've got Luke Bruce, Nat Fife, Chad Warner, who we spoke about earlier, Patrick Dangerfield, Charlie Cameron, Christian Petrarca, and Nick Dacos. Five out of seven. So I reckon there's four there that have got a good shot. Uh, you got Bruce, who you'd nearly guarantee. Yep. You've got Cameron, who you'd nearly guarantee. Yep. I'd, say Pet- I'd say Petrarca would probably get close to one. Petrarca's going to have a shot. Yep. You're going to say Fife's been playing forward a little bit, so he's probably going to have a yep. shot. Chad Warner had four last week, but he hasn't convert- been converting well lately. Yeah, he's he, he gets a couple of shots from the from the midfield there. But Danger, then you've Dangerfield's got, the worst uh, set shot in the AFL. I think that where they're getting their money is uh, Nick Dacos, a little cheeky Nick Dacos yeah. in there, who's a, not a great... Should have put Mason Cox and you would have been all over it. Not great. <laughs> 
and it's all on you. There you go. Oh, you have done. Uh, so you get three fifty odds for that one, Pez. The other one, uh, which I'll be one of the ones I'll be taking advantage, Pez, is uh, Bet Nation, as you spoke earlier and you alluded to. They've brought out their bet this week. Uh, sorry, their their app this week. I got a little nice little message from it. Was uh, just saying to good interface. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's uh, quicker. It's better than Moneyball. Moneyball's login is uh, quite difficult, but uh, it's a nice little. Uh, well, I just can't even get it open. <laughs> I can't even log into my Moneyball account. It's like Google login with Google, login with Apple, login. Yeah, with it's hard. Things. It comes up with an authentication like, issue. Why, why am I logging into you anyway? I'm not betting with you because. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Fev's fiver, Fev's fiver this week is you can get three bucks on the Tigers to win a max bet of ten dollars. So normally it was originally released at a dollar eighty three, and you get three bucks on the D's to win against the Bulldogs. I'll like that. Um, yeah, so that was a dollar forty-eight bumped up to three bucks again. Max bet ten. I'll be taking a bet uh, advantage of that one. But good advice there, Pez. Not taking betting advice from Fever. He's one of those a bit of a loose unit there. But uh, he, he was a very very uh, elite forward and a great footballer. Even when he moved to Brisbane, if he you know kept his head in the game there. Uh, might be trusting some of his betting agents. If you try, actually, if he's a better footballer, he probably wouldn't be uh, promoting for a betting company. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, great footballer, not a great hunter, including poker player, gambling on the horses and the trots and and whatever he he did to to nearly. Well, he did lose it all, and then uh, has you know worked his way back into the the social setting with his radio show and things like that. So good on Fev uh, for being able to do that. But uh, round nineteen, are we on the bet slip. <laughs> oh, a little bit of a drop from Fev. Was that was that unexpected? Jeez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> scared, scared the absolute out of Fev. You know what really? they should do when you when you click on the promotion on Bet Nation? That, that oh, soundbite should got come a up. Stiffy. That was a, that was a great uh, that was the old pressure point night. That one. Yeah, that's uh, that's where he went spiraling down publicly uh, because it was, it was because no good. they reckon that at three o'clock in the afternoon they went past uh, the pool and he'd already snuck down a slab of uh, coronas <laughs> and just getting uh, absolutely off his uh, rocket there and, and and you could see it at the footy show channel nine footy show footy show is the one that wrecked him they shouldn't have aired it don't air it don't air it. Especially because it sounds like he, you know, he was a good bloke within the, the footy community. Like you know, we're one of those guys that everyone sort of. We got know Judd. With. We know Judd wasn't happy with him that night. And oh, fair pr- enough. Pressure point. Fair enough. But you don't have to put it on TV and make it public and make him look like a real dickhead when he made you a lot of money with the views that he bought on the show. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's enough about Fev Pears. Uh, let's get into uh, this round nineteen bet slip. We start things off with an absolute cracker. Now, did we hear the bet slip? Did I just miss it? Yeah, you did. You, <sighs> you went. You, we had to pause the the pod pen. And you went off. Sorry, behind the scenes of the magic, the the audio engineer back here. See, I, I didn't hear it because I walked off. Yeah, there you we did. Go. Yeah, there we go. So we get into the the first one. MCG. This will be an absolute cracker. Pairs. Richmond taking on Fremantle. The bookies all week have had them even, and with the the ins and outs, which you'll go through in a moment, they have separated and put the uh, the Dockers' favourite dollar eighty eight uh, versus a dollar ninety two favourite. Uh, outsiders are the Tigers. Point oh five is the line. Over under 165 and a half pairs. There's a great ad going around at Fox Footy at the moment. Uh, promotion for this game. They've got all the old school uh, um, promotion material that they used to use. They've got the uh, the bloke standing on a like a, a float, waving an anchor in there. The Dockers oh. are bringing it to the G. And are they, uh, are they wearing their three D anchor? They are wearing their anchor jersey pairs. One of the great jerseys, the uh, red, purple, and green with the white big defining anchor. And it's not just a it's not a footy green either. Nah, it's, it's, great. it's just like a bright. It's like green a lawnmower blue. green. It's, it's very strange. Like you expect strange. to see a lawnmower that colour in your uh, your granddad's uh, shed there, Pez. But <laughs> what is happening is uh, Collie has been omitted. Rory Lobb is injured. Yeah, with he didn't his, even uh, make the trip across. 
his his hair's actually improved in terms of uh, peroxide and and color. It's gotten lighter o- over the oh, week. That's an improvement. So it started started as orange, so it's, like it's car- definitely it definitely like caramel, improvement. Caramel popcorn. No, it improved to more white, more bleach white. Oh, more vanilla chocolate. Uh, so Liam Henry comes in, Alex Pierce comes in, Ivan Soldo comes in, uh, cool. Jake Arts out, and Josh Gibbis, who continually uh, gets omitted. I don't mind watching uh, Gibbis play down there at, at Tigerland, but uh, very intriguing this one because Tiger's coming off two really poor losses, as we said, and, and Fremantle, you know, needing to bounce back after losing at home to Sydney. So it's a must-win. All eyes are on these two in the competition. It's really big for the for the final eight as well. Where I've gone is I've gone Ladbrokes, uh, three-plus legs here. I've gone Richmond, uh, plus 37.5, so that doesn't give away anything yet, does it? Because that's my alternate line. I've also got them at the fixed line, so you can get them. What did you say they were? A dollar ninety-two or something to win. You can get them at Ladbrokes two bucks plus one and a half. So you get an extra point and a half, and it's a two-dollar line as well. So you think the Tigers win, Pez. You'll take that. And then I've got Richmond one to thirty-nine because they're not blowing them out forty-plus, and I think they can get the job done under the roof. I know they're missing players and things like that, but Shea Bolton kicks four, and uh, they can get this win against Fremantle here. One unit on that at two dollars fifty-two. Totally disagree, Pez. I think Fremantle will get this win. Um, you know, under the roof, as you said, is is a big victory for Frio. Uh, Richmond away from their, their fortress that is the G. Uh, they've got a few outs there. No Dusty, no Lynch. Fremantle, five, fourth week back. He's going to go into that midfield and absolutely light it up, spend some time up forward. I think they're flying. I think the Fremantle will be disappointed with the, the you know, the last time they travelled to Melbourne and then the game that they sort of gave away against, uh, who was it, Pez? They gave away a, a very winnable game against Collingwood. They lost that game against Collingwood. Um, and that was at home, sorry. Uh, I think they get this game. I've gone uh, two units, Pez. I originally put down four units, actually. I originally had four units down. That would be a first. Uh, but I, I pulled the rain back when I looked at... Uh, Blue bet, uh, they don't uh, only maximum of fifty dollars for the, okay. the twelve plus. So I pulled that back. I thought there's no point risking extra for no return. I put Fremantle fifty dollars, two units pairs, a dollar ninety, and again Friday night we're back to we're head, head to head. head, and that's worked out right for me the last two weeks. So I'm happy for that. What was the what, would you remind me about the week before? Because you would remember every time you. You go head to head and beat me. It was a win. That's all I need to know. Uh, you, I, you're I, making I, I, if you, you look up the week before, Pez, and I'll be able to tell you the bet. Uh, but you're making well, shit up. Bullshit. I, I did win the week before. I know I did. Because you would remember exactly the bet and <laughs> the odds and what you staked and things like that. If you beat me, uh, it was no. That was oh, I've gone far back there, Pez. <laughs> I was going went back. Went back. Carlton. You got you got around three. Are you? <laughs> is, that, is that the last time you beat me? <laughs> well, last week was the dogs. I had the dogs pipping yeah, them, yeah, and the week bef- that week before it was uh, Melbourne. Uh, sorry, uh, Sydney versus the dogs, and uh, we both uh, were fifty fifty in that game, so we didn't bet on that one. Uh, maybe it was the week before. <laughs> yeah, talk talk out of your ass. Yeah, cool. Let's, next go, let's get on to the next Melbourne game. Speaking of games out of your ass, this will be an absolute spectacle, Pez. Saturday afternoon, and North before you Melbourne. keep going because of that. This is why when Source just makes up something and sounds confident, you don't always believe him Bullshit. because you've got to call him out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get the, the media uh, you know, up and about with me, Pez, the social media following. There's a lot of love for you this week and I don't like it, so I'm trying to get involved. All right, we get into uh, the uh, Battle of Tasmania, Pez. Loser, rumour has it, is moving to Tasmania and Alistair Clarkson will coach uh, the loser of this game in Tassie. <laughs> it's held at Bloodstone Arena, North Melbourne versus Hawthorne. 3.30 uh, outsiders are North Melbourne after an impressive first victory in a long, 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 Time a dollar thirty-two favorites are the Hawks minus twenty and a half in favor of Hawthorne over one sixty-nine and a half. Very nice. Uh, Pairs both teams coming off wins, which is a rarity for this season for both those teams. 
Yeah, and uh, North, as you said, a long, long time. The last win was in round two against a COVID-depleted West Coast. And, and it was a struggle. Yeah, to beat a side that was in the eight and, and really needed to win. And we know Richmond didn't kick straight, but uh, North, to their credit, they did. He looked good. They were able to get it done. And they've got a little bit They've got a little bit there, North, and uh, come out in the, in the media where, oh, Clarko, we'll welcome Clarko to the Of course we, we, you we, we won't even interview him. Not yeah. even interview him. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you interview someone? Him? Someone comes into the doors with a, in a suit. North Melbourne should just give that person a job. Don't even worry about. It. No one's going in there to look at their check out the resources. Just be like, oh, we're actually selling our Bibles. I'm just hey, you the job. You're oh, in a suit. Here's a here's a polo. Go here's out a there, polo. Face, face the media over there. <laughs> You're playing half back this week. Now with this game, looking at it first, I thought, oh, North Melbourne at home. You know, they're at Bloodstone at Arena. Home. But Hawthorne, that's probably the more so their home. Uh, because they've played down there a bit down in Tassie, and uh, I, I don't mind Hawthorne at the line here because the the line's usually you know forty plus points for a North Melbourne game, and I've been on the plus the last two weeks uh, on North Melbourne, uh, which has been worked out really good against Collingwood and Richmond, but Hawthorne here minus twenty and a half. I put that in my same game multi. I've also put them in as plus fifteen and a half that yeah, first plus over a dollar ten just to get that in there, and I. Rarely put in goal scorers. So I put in one last week with Charlie Cameron because I thought it was a bit of value and a definite win. And this week I've done the same thing. Two plus goals. This player is paying a dollar ninety source, which is uh, rare. Was it a back occurrence? Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> tipping he might play back, but it's Jack Gunston coming back into the oh. side. So uh, I'm risking his position of where he plays because we know Mitchell Lewis is playing up there. Luke Bruce is playing up there. Can we fit Jack Gunston in there? But he likes to kick goals down in Tasmania. So I've got him two plus. $3.69 this gets me, and I'll put a unit on that. Yeah, Pez. Uh, I, I actually, when I first saw this game and I saw the odds, $3.30, $3.32, I'm sitting there going, tell you what, North Melbourne's going to be a good little good little get here at about 27, 28 and a half. But it comes in at 20 and a half. I think it's, mm. I think it's the wrong line. I think, I think that you know, if this game was 28 and a half, 29 and a half, close to that 30, that, that five sort of goal mark, you'd, be, you'd flirt with North Melbourne. I don't trust North Melbourne. I definitely don't trust Hawthorne. We know that uh, uh, the last couple of weeks we haven't, we haven't been... Uh, they can capitulate as well. Exactly right. So um, I think North Melbourne, they would have exerted a lot of their energy last week. I think that they can stay within 30, but at 20, 20 and a half, I'm, I'm not touching that. So I'm steering clear for me, Pez. Oh, steer clear. Beautiful. Uh, Head to Sydney, who need to consolidate their win from last week against the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, surprised with the odds in this one, Pez. $1.10 uh, favourites are the Swans. Very Crows short. outside six fifty after an up and down sort of, you know, we said Jekyll and Hyde sort of Sydney performers early in the year. Uh, the line really blew my mind. Minus Massive. 40 and a half. I've, I've, I nearly, nearly touched that line on my little... On the iPhone, on the really iPhone, touch, but then, plus, but then also the, then also the, the total game points pairs very low scoring, one fifty six and a half. Um, I'm not <sighs> sure of the weather there or what's going on, but that are the odd, that's the odds for the Sydney versus Crows pairs. I mean, we know that it's a no brainer. Sydney need to win. They win, it sort of bumps them up and keeps their top four hopes alive. Um, Adelaide, have, you know, they've been really underwhelming this year. They've got a couple of good players that are coming through the ranks. You know, Phil Thorpe seems to be really someone. Keys, our man, Keys, he's he's performing in there, but uh, <sighs> Sydney. Can't uh, Sydney can only lose this game. That, that, that's the only thing that can happen. And they can't afford to. Can't afford that's, to. That's the thing. They need to consolidate that win from last week, as I said. Now, plus 40 and a half, I, I put the Crows on at, as the line in, in one of my legs, source, but not plus 40 and a half. Of plus 900 and a half. Up that up to plus 76 and a half there. Just so, just so that, that can happen. If Sydney win by 70, 77 or more, uh, kudos to them, I'll lose my bet. But um, I've gone my little 
over, alter, alternate over and alternate under source. And I'll usually do a 50-point spread. This time it's only a only a 45-point spread. I've gone over 141 and a half. I've gone under 186 and a half. You love it, Pez. Love it. So if the if it falls in there and Adelaide can get plus 76 and a half, two dollars and nine, uh, with with lads there, uh, a unit on that, I I really like this one. Love it, Pez. And, and the reason I knew so much about that line is because I've done actually I followed your your uh, your lead here and I've done the alternate lines uh, over and under. A 50 point spread is uh, exactly where I've gone. Uh, well, it's a 40 40 point spread, but in the same sort of uh, vein, that 155 is extremely low, I think. Um, but you know the bookies generally get that pretty right. So I think if I've got 40 40 points either side of it or 20 points either side of it, I'm pretty good. Sydney Swans just the the head head to head win pairs in dollar ten there makes the the job done means I can still get my uh, bonus bet there. A one thirty one and a half is my alternate over, and the under is one seventy one and a half pairs. That gives me odds of uh, two dollars twenty four, and I've chucked two units on it. So it's just taken taken four seasons for you to follow along with uh, some of my strategy. It took me yeah. four seasons oh. to understand what the hell how to, how it was working. <laughs> the other week you explained it to me, and a light bulb moment went up. I think you actually saw it on the pod. Me actually understand about ah. Well, the other week in one of the pre shows, Source <laughs> asked me, he goes, "What do you?" How do you get your lot? What do you do there with your little over under? Uh, very good. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. Source. Oh, that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today, but in the future. No, no. Hopefully, it pays off. Pez. Uh, as I said, I've been trying to work out the uh, the actual metrics on it, but uh, I looked at my, my my spreadsheet that I've got, and the 155 came up really low, and I'm like, you know what? The bookies generally know something, so um, you know the bookies don't just get that wrong that often. But forty points, twenty either side, love that. So we head on to the uh, the Q Clash pairs uh, if they're still calling. Oh, sorry, I tell a lie. We head off to the the, the Twilight, the Twilight game at Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide taking on the Cats. Two thirty five favourites. Uh, outsiders are the Power. One fifty seven favourites are the Cats. Minus eight and a half pairs is the line. Over under one fifty four and a half. Yeah, is it pretty rare for the Cats to be away from Alphabet Stadium at the moment, isn't it? No, no, it happens all the time. Oh, we played, we played away last week. Yeah, I know, but no. a lot of a lot of games. We played uh, away at uh, at, at um, where did we play? MCG last week. Yeah, yeah, down the highway. But I mean, this is the same trip. It's just down the highway a little bit more. Carlton played away as well. Was that's not there? Yeah, I know. That was from home weird. ground. So yeah, stupid. There, there you go. Uh, well, it's probably our home game. Actually, the G's our home game. Is when we play Richmond. Oh, oh, there you go. Um, Port Adelaide have been. Liked by the bookies in the past month, Source. They have. I mean, so they're, they're winning games. They were a top four team last year. They were playing in the prelim last year. Because after their start to the season, no one was on them at all after losing the first five or six games. And you can get a, you can get Geelong here for $1.57 or $1.58, Love as it. you said, by, by themselves. Uh, what I've done is I've gone with Neds so I can get that bonus on the, on the Saturday if, if it fails. Geelong plus 28.5 on the fixed line. Geelong just to win the match. And then Geelong... One to thirty-nine, because I think Geelong just uh, coast with the with the old bodies. I don't think they like to, uh, you know, kick the shit out of teams very often. They do come out there and have the 80, 100 point win, uh, but it's it's very rare at Adelaide Oval as well. I think the Cats win one to thirty-nine. So if that happens, all my three legs get up two dollars fifteen. One unit on that. Yeah, Pez, you know where I'm going. Three legs, same game, multi. The Cats, I totally agree, Pez. Um, I think that they are a team that doesn't smash teams. Um, but with that, uh, the way that their, f- uh, their um, forwards are 
playing at the moment. There's not that chance that they can actually you know leak goals at the end. Port Adelaide at home the last couple of weeks though have uh, shown that fight to the end. I've gone Geelong minus eight and a half. I think that line is really low. Eight and a half for a team that's sitting top that's won the last seven out of the eight games, playing against a team that realistically the bookies are loving at the moment, but they've they've had a really uh, rough season. They were disappointing for against Melbourne last week for, for half the game. I think that um, Geelong, who you know traditionally play well in Adelaide, will get this game. I've gone pick your own alternate line over one thirty three and a half pairs. And Tom Atkins, my man, he is back in the fifteen mark pairs, and this is one that the bookies have got wrong. He comes in at a dollar forty pairs. Forty, and it's an overreaction, obviously, for for Dangerfield playing uh, last week and Selwood, but last week. He still got 17 touches, so he still has not missed. He missed it once this year, the 15 or more, and that was round 11. Um, he had 14 touches, 17 tackles. Exactly right. He had, exactly right. So he just missed out. Overreaction. Put that in all your same game multis, uh, fans, because that is an absolute lock. I've gone uh, two units with that one, pairs at uh, $2.66. Oh, there you go. Uh, very good. Which company is that? Sportsbet with my uh, bonus bet. Sportsbet. Uh, just out of interest, I'll be checking what he's paying on, on the other ones, personally. Yeah. Later on, was that? Oh, just to see if the, the market's the same. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the market's right a little bit of uh, skewed. You can see a little bit of a difference, and then you can jump on some value. Uh, compare the markets all the time. Well, I couldn't find. I, I tried to put him in. What was it? The Neds one. So Neds had, don't release their fifteen plus until like uh, Saturday Later. morning or Friday morning, yeah. and um, it's a bit frustrating because you want to put the fifteen plus in there because they do the uh, alternate uh, handicap, and Sportsbet don't do the alternate handicap always. Uh, so yeah. it's a little bit frustrating that you got to ne- negotiate between apps. But anyway, get on to the Saturday night pairs. Uh, there's two great games there. They got the Q-, Q Clash. That's hard to say. Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Uh, the the winner has uh, bragging rights of all of Queensland. All the great land. Dollar uh, twenty-eight favourites are the Lions. Three sixty outsiders. The Suns minus twenty-four and a half is the line. Over under one seventy-two and a half pairs. They expect a high-scoring game. I think this game will be uh, very close. I think it'll be a lot closer than minus twenty-four and a half. Brisbane's forward line just have not been converting. I think their three forwards at the moment ranked in the league as, as a forward line are ranked seventeenth out of twenty-two for for performance oh, okay. and scoring shots. Well, there you go. Uh, very interesting indeed. But yeah. One where you look at here and where you look at who's going to win is the ins. Five yeah. ins to the best 22. Yeah. Adams, Berry, McInerney, boom, Rich, boom, Zorko. Boom, boom. Bang, 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 bang. All in. They lose Coleman, who's who's been playing pretty well. But then they lose players that are, you know, just fringe players just coming in. So Brisbane strengthened really, really well here. Uh, and Gold Coast, big reaction from Stewie Jew. Good. It's good to, it's good to see that. It's good to see they're not being okay with just, you know, mediocrity of being close and then, you know, oh, we're not making finals. No, they should have won that game. Boom. Bose, Chop the heads. Day, Fiorini, Markov, and uh, they're the notable ones that have been omitted, axed, bang, getting a couple of other players in there. And uh, I think Brisbane win this and, and win this pretty comfortably. I wasn't too comfortable going with the, the line as, as big as it was, but... What I've done is I've put a three-league same-game multi together, Brisbane to win, Brisbane plus 13.5, and, and my main one there is, I don't love doing this all the time, but Brisbane to lead every quarter. So I'm kind of betting on them to be leading by two-plus goals in the in that first quarter. And just hold. And then just hold and win the game. So uh, it gets me 210 together, and I thought that value of betting on them in the first quarter, and it's very risky betting on AFL in only one quarter, uh, was better value for me than to bet on the line at the end of the game. 
I like that, Peter. So I, I'm not having a bet in this one. If I was to put some money down, I'd probably be looking at Tab, the, you know, either team by 24.5 or either team minus, uh, what is it, the 39.5 in between that. I think it'll be a closer game than people are expecting. I think Gold Coast will react. Um, Brisbane, as I said, their forward line hasn't been firing. They get some really important ins, but they've also missed a fair chunk of footy. Uh, so that'll be. Uh, I'll probably be watching that game above the other game, Pez, because I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm more interested in uh, the way that Brisbane and Gold Coast are playing because I, I really um, I'm enjoying watching Gold Coast play at the moment. Oh, interesting! And the other game you speak of is, yeah, the Western Bulldogs taking on Melbourne. Uh, Two thirty-one outsiders are the dogs. Melbourne a dollar fifty-nine favourites. Minus eight and a half is the line over under one sixty-six and a half pairs. Uh, the dogs uh, blew you guys out of the water last time they played Melbourne. They they really picked them apart through that midfield and they uh, overexposed some uh, deficit points for Melbourne. And I think that was the start of their their little little bit of a losing streak, wasn't it? They, they lost to Fremantle and they they play the dogs the next week. A little bit of a demise there, but interesting. Aaron Norton comes in. No, um, no astronaut. No Josh Bruce out. So no. big forward line. You got Norton. Big. You got Bruce. You got Hugo Hagen up there. You got the smalls, of it's course. Good to see Hugo Hagen had a good game. Oh, how can you not against a, a team that doesn't show up <laughs> in the first quarter? Uh, but Clayton Oliver, another big in for Melbourne, and a big in for him personally because it's only a short turnaround for that broken hand. He he wants to win the Brownlow. That's that's what I put it down to. He, he's got to come in. He's got to get. Uh, a few more votes if he wants to shore up that brown line because there's other players that are around Andy him. Andy Brayshaw's definitely up his uh, up his backside. Continue to to go there. So um, we go from there. Now I'm steering clear from this source. I, I did say I love the the three dollars you can get for love Melbourne because if you can get three dollars for a dollar sixty favorite, for this a dollar sixty favorite, you're going to take it just for the value. But dollar sixty favorite, I don't trust Melbourne at Hetty Had Stadium. Uh, the Bulldogs must win. Let's see what happens. If I didn't have the Bet Nation pairs, I'd probably be having a look at um, some alternate lines with the doggies because I think the doggies can keep it close. Uh, I um, I think that their game plan actually doesn't really suit playing Melbourne. Um, you know, we saw them being three goals up in a grand final, and that game plan that they still run actually worked really well against Melbourne until they sort of turned it on out of nowhere and they just controlled the footy. So if they get their hands on the footy, this game will be a bit closer. But I've gone with Bet Nation, as you said, you can't pass up double the odds of three bucks. I've put ten on that one pair. So one, uh, so was it point four units on, on uh, the D's to get it done against the Dogs? Yeah, love it. Oh, so you take that every day. Of course you do. All right, taking on the Sunday afternoon time slot, one ten. Carlton taking on GWS. Dollar seventeen favorites are the Blues. Five ten outsiders are the Giants. Minus thirty one and a half is the line. Over under one sixty six and a half. Yeah, this is where my uh, yeah, bigger bet comes in for the round source. My my two unit bet. Uh, Carlton versus the Giants. Carlton are very very short. But there's a good reason they're very, very short. Uh, the the Giants are, are missing no some key players. No good. Uh, oh, written off. You've you've changed tune from the other week. If uh, if you're listening, I have so many pints of blue paint ready to paint the town blue <laughs> and white. <laughs> you're gonna paint them. You're gonna paint them navy blue. That's yep. ridiculous. Um, blue, blue and white. Tom Green. They're managing him. They don't want to win this game. No. Jesse Hogan managed. Connor Iden is injured and Josh Kelly injured. Those outs, I don't even need to go through the ins and things like that. It, it is good to see Mitch McGovern maybe try and come into that back line for Carlton uh, and, and shore up that. But the way Carlton are playing, they, they like to get the clearance, they like to get the ball out of the middle, and they like to move it forward quickly. Uh, the Giants, they're, they're playing away from home. They've struggled to score the last few weeks, except for Toby Green being able to kick goals. But 
it, it needs to turn around soon and I'm banking on it to turn around this week because my main leg of my three-leg same-game multi is the over 167.5. I, I, I like that it's not over 170 or 74 or whatever like that. 167, I like that, so I just put that straight in there. I put an alternate over of 138.5 in case that one doesn't get up and Carlton to win the match, $2.15, my two units, as I said. Like that, pairs. I've got an alternate line over 153.5. Carlton plus handicap plus 5.5. And, and I think that, that whilst um, the GWS have a lot of outs, Carlton, they do like to move it forward, but they they, they – I think they don't really thump teams pairs. They seem to struggle to finish teams off. I think this game will be close. And my main league is the 1-39. to I've put one unit on this, $3.21. All right. Ooh, take it. Ooh. You can't take it to the <laughs> bank yet, but uh, it's, a, it's a decent punt. Yeah, well, it's two out of three that will definitely get up. As I said, they've got the one risky one. All right, pairs. speaking of risky, I'm actually going to this game, and it's risky because I hate both teams. Collingwood taking on Essendon. $1.72 favourites are the Pies, and $2.13 outsiders, the Bombers. Minus five and a half is the line, over under 167 and a half pairs. Both teams in rippy, ripping form. Essendon of, uh, what, two on the trot. Collingwood, as we mentioned earlier, eight on the trot. Uh, so... Can Collingwood make it another close win or is Essendon going to continue this uh, winning streak alive and those finals hopes alive? Pairs. I've seen a lot of uh, squiggle ladder predictors where they've got a lot of weird things happening with like seven or eight draws happening and teams losing what, and Essendon making, and the, Essendon finals? making the finals. Oh, piss off. Even if they make the finals, <laughs> they're still going to keep their streak alive of not winning one. Uh, but the, the odds are close and for good reason because Collingwood, uh, you can't trust them. Is it, is it going to be a close game and they're going to just get the chocolates or Essendon going to, you know, perform how they've been performing in the last month of footy? Uh, steering clear for me, definitely. But you going to the footy reminds me, Sauce, and I haven't told, I don't think I've told you this, but I just became a, a gold AFL member. Yeah, you told me last week. Oh, yeah. I did tell you last week. Well, there you go. Yeah, so. Guaranteed tickets. So uh, definitely uh, you can sell them to me this year, Pez. Guaranteed tickets. So I'll need tickets because the cats are there. Might need tickets in the grand final. So you, you uh, could donate them to me. That'd be nice of you. Maybe, maybe a big markup of <laughs> 4,000%. We'll see how we go. Oh, with all the money I'm going to win on this pod, Pez, I'll, 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 I'll consider it. You'll pay it. Beautiful. All right, especially when I get... Uh, Sinner takes... Oh, geez, we're going extra special, Pez. Uh, actually cheeky! I'm trying to pick this button. That's how, that's how special my cheeky is. And I hit it twice, too, when I was trying to turn it off. And it's late, Pez, all right? Uh, I've gone um, big in this one, Pez. I think I think the Bombers can get this done. Uh, we spoke earlier about Collingwood. You know, probably the ladder position doesn't properly reflect where they are. And we, we saw these two teams have a cracker of an Anzac day. They're pretty evenly matched. Uh, Essendon, I think, will go in there with a lot of confidence. Collingwood will go in with a lot of confidence, but I, I don't think that, that confidence is warranted. They've sort of just scraped through a little bit. The last couple of weeks, they've had some, you know, they performed poorly against North Melbourne, probably could have lost that game, poorly against the, the Crows. I think this is one of those ones that, you know, that's a should have won. They're going to slip up and it'll be a right time for them. I've gone Essendon 1-39 in my line, over 167.5 as the alternate total game points, and Nick Hine to get 20 or more disposals. He's been in absolute ripping form, averaging about 24.5 pairs. I've put my bonus unit on that, pairs, so no money spent at all, uh, but uh, $6.25 odds, that one. Oh, yeah, very cheeky putting a, putting a bonus on that one, but it going on the Bombers' way. I am. I'm, I think the Bombers uh, can get it done.
All right, Pies fans won't be happy to hear that, but uh, we can just well, skip the, the Essendon fans. Uh, <laughs> they haven't been happy with us all year, so we're all good. They can, they can skip the next game if you want. I'm not interested. Yeah, I wouldn't be interested either, Pez. This is a really scary place for the Saints uh, because they're a big chance to, to lose this game the way that they're performing. At no the Paddy Ryder. And no Paddy Ryder, Pez, uh, who's been one of your best. Uh, I, 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 this is a huge danger game for, for, for the Saints. West Coast are outsiders at 321. So if you want a little bit of cheeky value, jump all over the, the, the West Coast Eagles. St Kilda not performing. They're away from home. Uh, their finals need to be staying alive with a win here, Pez. A dollar thirty-five favorites. Very short for how terrible you've been the last couple of weeks. Minus nineteen and a half is the line over one sixty-five and a half pairs. I know you have no interest in it, but our fans love hearing your insight about the Saints because you do offer something that a lot of podcasts uh, don't offer. Pairs a great analyst of the footy. Tell me, tell me how the Saints can you know control uh, this this danger spot in the schedule. And the reason it's such a danger spot is because the West Coast away from home, we know they get uh, looked after by the umpires and creative affirmation. And that's not just saying for this week for St Kilda game. Well, they won't have the noise, Piers, because they, they don't go when they're not winning. Well, in saying that, watching them against Carlson, there was a lot of noise around in, uh, in that second quarter when they are kicking goal after goal. They've still got talent in to be able to do that. And it's just if they get motivated enough or not, I think it will come down to effort. And West Coast Eagles will be able to control who wins this game. Because if they put in the effort, they tackle well, they will beat St Kilda, who are down in the dumps. Uh, Ratton's put the ultimatum out. It's too late. It's round 19. Uh, too late. They're, they're equal equal eighth on points outside on percentage, uh, but their run home is nothing crash hot, and I think the morale around the club is down. Zach Jones omitted, I do like. Wangani Malira, who I've liked, a bit of a flashy player around, and he's turned it over a little bit, but I don't think you, you drop him at this stage, and you've got some players coming back in so Seb Ross will come back in and and look after the footy which is weird me saying that because five years ago he would he's a, he was a butcher he was uh coming to training with a with an apron and blood on his apron all the time because he couldn't kick the footy source but uh, he's probably one of the most reliable kicks but West Coast midfield well St Kilda's midfield just has to beat West Coast midfield has been very disappointing but West Coast at home uh big danger game and I'll be looking somewhere at the plus line at a three dollar team be looking at the plus for West Coast here yeah, the the minus nine. What did I say? Minus uh, eighteen and a half. I think it was nineteen and a half. Uh, is very enticing. I'm steering clear pairs. Uh, I don't trust either teams. If I was probably going anywhere, I'd probably be looking maybe the Saints one to thirty nine. I think that they maybe can get it done, but it's such a dainty game. So I'm steering clear Sunday afternoon. Uh, be good viewing for you pairs. Hopefully. Yeah. Well. We'll yeah, see. Well. Not looking forward to it. <laughs> Not looking forward <laughs> to it. Right, let's all. let's get into our multis pairs for uh, for the week. All right, I'll go my first one and uh, I'll press the cheeky button. Cheeky! You had to know that was coming without the I cheeky did, button. I did, button. I just wasn't prepared, sorry. Uh, bet 365 plus 10% here. Four-legger, Hawthorne minus 20.5 against North Melbourne. Brisbane to beat the Gold Coast there. Sydney and Adelaide, the over 155.5 that I spoke one, about. And the Carlton Greater Western Sydney over 167.5. $8.69, uh, one unit with the 10% uh, bonus for a, a cheeky there. What cheeky? What's it? What's the odds? Sorry, you say it again. Eight dollars sixty nine, and then you get ten percent of that winning, or ten percent of the profit. Ten percent on top with the profit. So okay, whatever nice. your profit is, plus ten percent, that'll be added in uh, with the four green ticks there. Mm, nice little what's at one hundred and sixty, another sixteen. You'll be looking at about one hundred and eighty something in return. Uh, you're looking at around off a off a twenty five dollar bet. You're looking around somewhere around two hundred and fifty. 
Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. Good, good source mass there. All right, my three league same game multi pairs with Tab Carlton, Brisbane, and you know the cats are in there. Dollar uh, sixty five. You can't pass that up. Uh, two thirty two odds. Two units on that one. Oh, Geelong, Brisbane, and Carlton. And Carlton. I've got the Tab one, of course. Uh, Geelong, Brisbane, and uh, Hawthorne against North Melbourne. So two dollars sixty four. There, I've put two units on that, and uh, hoping to clean up this weekend. Yeah, it should be a good weekend for both of us, Pez. Uh, we're both going to both teams are going to have wins. We're going to have some great bet slips and uh, some more profit and units for the for the fans. Yeah, we'll end with uh, talking about both teams. And I wanted to not make this a Geelong podcast, but uh, Jordan Goey's been in the news. Geelong are the front runners in front of St Kilda for Jordan Goey's services. Uh, look, if, if you can get him there, we know that Geelong has a rich history of turning uh, careers around. You look at Stengel, you look at, you know, who was the bloke that came down from uh, from Brisbane, uh, Mitch Clark, you know, he turned his, his around. There's been a few of them that sort of, you know, have been able to keep out of the limelight. Me personally, I think that there's some other people on the market, like Paddy Dow, that they've been looking at. Yeah, uh, do you want to ruin the forward line and what's happening? No, I don't think we need it, though, but I think there's other people we could be targeting there. Our name's always attached to, to people. I don't think St Kilda is up to a, a spot. In their culture. I just hope you don't give them a lot of money. To get him. I, I just think that he needs to be incentivized. And if you can get him, you need some strong leaders at the club. And I, I don't think uh, St Kilda have that with their on-field performance in the past month. But uh, there we go. Round 19 on Twitter, at Behind the Bound. It'll all be there uh, tomorrow afternoon, Friday night footy. We head into the weekend. we got to love it. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still Source, guys. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a punt, make sure you bet responsibly.